You're listening to North Star, your underground podcast to financial freedom. Views expressed on North Star are not necessarily the views of its ownership, management, or staff. Programming is brought to you in part by Once Fiduciary. For all of your business planning and family office needs, go to trustonce.com or call them at 307-263-0760. That's 307-263-0760 or trustonce.com. Let's talk the chronic. 2022, that is. Professor. Hey, hey, Uncle T. How we doing? Hey, man, I'm hanging in there. You know, uh, we think what we think is cold down here is laughable to you guys uh, <laughs> up there in upstate New York, man. Uh, question is, how are you guys doing? Uh, I think you all have been socked in recently. Uh, we've been socked in with a good amount of snow, a couple inches, about, uh, about four to five north of the city about maybe 10 or 12 in the city with a currently now a comfortable comfortable just touching about five degrees okay yeah so we're we're getting down in the 20s tonight here which, oh. which is unheard of i mean uh not not necessarily unheard of but not as common um you know this is this is october weather for you guys Oh yeah, yeah, twenty degrees. I, I mean, I'm, I'm outside in shorts and sandals. Yeah. Um, we will touch uh, as as we hit midnight. We'll 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 touch under zero. You know, we'll we'll probably go negative one or so. Look, I've got a story for you that yeah. actually can make you jealous as you're watching it. <laughs> okay. It it is a it's a documentary I ran across on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. and it's called Square Grouper. Square Grouper. Square Grouper. If you look up Square Grouper on Amazon Prime, there's this documentary that's going to come up. And it basically, uh, Square Grouper, according to the documentary, refers to the fact that uh, the drug smugglers in the Caribbean would drop off the drugs off the coast of Florida in these big old burlap sacks just full of whatever uh, illicit substance was in it. And it just—it was just a big old rectangular just sack, and they would call that square grouper because the guys would go out in their fishing boats and reel this stuff in, literally. Oh. So, so it's almost like they're fishing for grouper, so they just called it square grouper. <laughs> and hence the name of the documentary. It went into this extensive story about literally a group of Caucasian Americans, primarily out of Florida, that connected with a Afro-Caribbean church in Jamaica. Uh, the the Coptic church, uh, the African Coptic church in Jamaica. And basically the head of the Coptic church was more than willing to grow and produce marijuana product. And they created another church, correspondent church in Florida. Hmm. And they were hauling it in from Jamaica and selling it and making boatloads. 
And, you know, with anybody familiar with Jamaica, of course, we know the stereotype that we have about Jamaicans. Number one, right. they work hard, but number two, they still find a way to get high. Right, right. And and this was definitely in line with that. There was this a sense of industriousness and organization to it. Uh, they had found good financier, financial partners involved with this. They were very much so ahead of their time. Uh, the only the only thing that was that I think was technically wrong was that throughout the course you saw footage of the little kids smoking this stuff, mm. and that was that was more or less the spell their downfall. I think that uh, they would have played um, uh, swash. They would have been swashbuckling with authorities for a long time, probably up up until about the time that they did that, that they allowed that to happen. But I mean, their their religious leader was unabashed he was not ashamed this this uh this uh, white gentleman in florida who uh led the the church there the corresponding church there in florida and i mean he just had this big wooden hollowed out wooden uh i don't know whether to say pipe or bong it's not a bong there was no water so i guess you could say wooden wooden pipe and he would just stuff it just full of gunja and every time the press came around, he had no problems lighting that up in front of. Him. Wow, these wow. were some old school stoners, but they were they were moving product to the tune of millions, even wow. back then in the late seventies, early eighties, and they finally got shut down. So I, you know, seeing all this footage of boats and and people in shorts and uh, tropical shirts, uh, and you know, and then of course, literally just reeling in money. I mean, for that matter, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, it just made me want to go to the beach if nothing else. Now, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it definitely, it definitely sparked the discussion about how far ahead of their time they were, the effects of this war that obviously decimated uh, the black community within America, and these newer policies that have come out as states have gone on to legalize recreational use. And some of them are practically begging for black families, including those with a history, with right. a, with the so-called I'll say so-called criminal history, mm-hmm. uh, and and they're begging for them to come and apply for licenses and realizing that this is their chance to do something legitimate, mm-hmm. uh, at least in terms of state law. Right. Well, listen, going 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 back to where, where you say, I mean, you know, I've 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 seen this pattern before, and. Uh, some of our uh, our uh, our wokeonomic fans who would be listening to this podcast know we spoke about this uh, last week when we said, uh, you know, are we just going to be satisfied with with culture and 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 some seeming symbolism of trying to do better? Uh, I like to think back to uh, Special Field Order Number Fifteen, right, where right after the Civil War and the and the slaves were freed, um, we were. Uh, uh, General William T. Sherman's, I believe, we were uh, guaranteed uh, our own land from Charleston right about down to the St. John Rivers in Florida. Mm-hmm. And it, was, it must be about 400,000 acres. And order number two in, the, in, that, in that hold order, or section number two, we were supposed to be totally independent, police ourselves, govern ourselves, they'd, 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 they'd be an army there until we got ourselves set up. All the land was ours and we were able to do commerce police ourselves and it was supposed to be entirely 
just what we were supposed to have. And then each individual slave at that time would have gotten their 40 acres. That's where this 40 acres and the mule thing started. The mule wasn't part of the original, but that's where it started. And of course, what happened later on that same year, Andrew Johnson, Lincoln's successor, came along and uh, basically overturned it and returned the land back to the white slave owners, right? And they in turn now, because they didn't do slaves, they turned it into this sort of, you know, parts of sharecropping and renting land back to them. And in other words, they basically kept control and kept the same system going as it was before, even though the slaves were the ones who were most harmed uh, yeah. by this scenario. And um, that really just brings me um, uh, down to what we're saying. This, this seems to be the same issue happening over again with marijuana, right? Uh, our community is been disenfranchised by this to to some of the greatest extent right yet we don't we don't get it uh uh ohio medical um uh in in ohio the uh, medical marijuana for the uh minority for the the licenses uh, they're having problems they're saying they're not being fairly just uh dispersed right Mm -hmm. so they're saying that a certain amount of these things have to be uh, given to people who were disenfranchised, minority people. But what we're finding is, is that's not happening, right? A quick example is, um, I think there's 38 companies uh, out in Ohio that were putting in for licenses in uh, 2021. And out of all those entities, I think 16 or 17 is coming from one company. And these are large companies, right? Uh, MedMen. Uh, acreage holding. There's an entire uh, uh, cannabis reef company that has millions of dollars at their disposal, uh, just ready to go and to place their things on there. Um, Even the commissioner of um, the cannabis control uh, commissioner uh, out in Massachusetts, which is one of the places that started this social equity program, uh, even he said, I'm starting to become a little uh, embarrassed by the inequity in the way that we're distributing these things. And uh, these are um, a, a lot of articles and some links that I'll, I'll uh, we'll link up to our, uh, our, our uh, Facebook page uh, with the links in the show notes um, so that all the listeners can go and check it out. But it's just absolutely amazing at what's happening, right? Like we're having the same problem all over again, right? Somebody else is going to, yeah, we understand that, you know, when you were doing it, you know, we considered it legal, we put you away, we've pretty much destroyed families and everything. And some of the hardest, harshest uh, um, um, sentencing coming down for these things. And now we're going to make it legal, but we do got to give it to you. But just like back then, but we can't really give you full control of it. That's right. Right. And, And that's a problem, right? Yeah. There always seems to be a disconnect. When it comes to uh, promises made right. for our community that that seemingly on the surface, if granted, they would give us a sense of self-determination. And that seems to be uh, the one thing that never gets delivered. Anything that can provide or guarantee self-determination, uh, the, the, the greater culture cannot stand that. They talk a good game, but nobody's going to give you the key. You have got to go out and bust it down yourself and put weed. But, you know, it's like it's like my homeboy said when the 
the whole Black Lives Matter heated up again during the pandemic mm-hmm. uh, after after Ahmaud Arbery. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he said it best. He said, we're all we've got. I, I've got another historic example. I just, it just came to mind when you said this. There was a fort mm-hmm. in the northern part of Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually called Negro Fort. Mm-hmm. Now, this, listen to this. This actually is connected to the national anthem in a, in a um, uh, tail-end sort of way. Uh-huh. That verse that Colin Kaepernick was talking about on the original poem by Francis Scott Key yeah. that became the national anthem, that verse at the end was referring to an actual British uh, black regiment that was used in that second battle with the British. Hmm. And these folks were promised freedom, so of course they're going to fight. Right. But of course, Francis Guy Key is incensed and some of the attitudes of other uh, uh, white Americans at the time were, were actually incensed as well. But remember, Florida was a territory at the time, was not a part of the United States. So that regiment, that Marine regiment from the British got stationed at a fort down in the panhandle of Florida mm. and it became known as Negro Fort and it actually had uh, some some armory and of course ammunitions and supplies and wow. of course it became a hot spot for a lot of runaways from other plantations across the south they could get there then they could they could live off the land and right. use this fort hopefully for defense and of course um whites in the south found out about it and they attacked it and burned it down and um, mm. and unfortunately massacred the families there so uh you know you that executive order that you mentioned under william sherman mm. was an order that was going to basically give some of the prime growing land mm. from south carolina down to florida and you were going to create a a basically africanized hotspot within united states territory Mm-hmm. That Ooh. that was a recipe for self determination, and then we're talking about it, like you just pointed out, by extending it and connecting it to the present. You're talking about allowing families to sell a commodity, right? And giving them this this opportunity to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's going to be a lack of delivery on something oh. like this in terms of state policy. Oh, 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 and, and it's and it's. Uh... And it's amazing how it is. So uh, let me uh, let me show you how bad it is with this analogy, right? So uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna call you up and I'm gonna say, hey, Uncle T, uh, I have a little problem over here. People are giving me trouble. I need you to back me up. So you'll go, yeah, sure, no problem. You'll go grab your your tennis shoes, right? Take your stuff. Maybe you might maybe you might grab your long gun and come out and join me for a fight, right? So you'll come out, you'll meet up with me and be like, hey, hey, Professor, what are we going up against? And I'm gonna say, okay, we're going up against SEAL Team Six. And you'll uh <laughs> you'll go, excuse me? Yeah, yeah, SEAL, yeah, that's SEAL Team Six. That's the highly trained military, <laughs> highly, highly, highly financed group with the latest equipment and gear. Yeah, that's who we're going up against. And you're gonna be like, yeah, we're we're gonna get creamed. And I go, wait, 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 wait. But listen, uh we're going to get a grant of $1,000 for equipment and we're going to get about three weeks of training, right? What do you think our chances are going to be? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. yeah we're going to get creamed. <laughs> we're going to get creamed. So just to point out, right? So just just offhand, and again, I'm, I'm going to link this in the show notes, but just a rough idea 
Uh, and I'm just, I, it's across all states. I'm just going to pick one state to make it easy, but California, right? Just a rough idea of what it takes to get started. And this is by a group of individuals, you know, who are not, who weren't disenfranchised by this at all, who are, who are setting up business to help us, right? Again, right? You can't have the land, but I can help it up. But they have laid out the cost of what it costs roughly to get into business in the marijuana business there. And and you're looking somewhere in the area of about $750,000 as startup costs, yeah. if you can get that far. They're talking about between setting up the premise diagrams, interior design, rent places that you have to hold. Um, we're talking about um, holding um, licenses, um, just your overall property cost, uh, besides your startup costs. Could, easily run you into a million dollars. Um, uh, general contactor expense, legal fees, um, leases and everything. So when we're looking at the hardcore numbers, they came they came up with a set of numbers. This is from My Green Network. And okay. they came up with a set of numbers of like, let's call it 900, that's like 840 something. Let's call it 900,000 as a base to start off. Now, for you, they will set up the infrastructure, you know, use you because you know you have benefit to certain licenses being part of the disenfranchise and for 1600 they can set up the infrastructure around you but if you wanted to get into it well that's almost nine hundred thousand dollars that that you got a risk with almost no guarantees going on there now that would be okay if we would say well you know you're here to help us well acreage holdings uh which is a large large group they just secured about a hundred and fifty million dollar line of credit, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 they're just they're just getting started, right? So that they can secure licenses. Now they already run licenses across multiple states, right? They trade on the stock exchange. They have an investors page. I'm going to leave all of that stuff in our links for the readers. Um, it, it's just amazing what they have laid out. Their their investors are just out of control, $150 million credit line just available for them to continuously expand. And this is just one group I'm giving you, right? I'm not even getting into the other groups. That's right. Now, what do we have available for us on our side now that we just met SEAL Team 6 and just understood they have multiple licenses <laughs> and they can pay lobbyists? Here's what we have. Um, one, I want to give a shout out. This is a wonderful museum called Seed. Uh, it's a core cannabis uh, uh, museum. I believe it's out in uh, uh, Massachusetts. They talk about the social justice and um, it's the seed. I'm going to leave that link as well. Okay. And it's just a wonderful museum that talks about, you know, how we were affected by it, um, how things were turned against us. It just basically goes through the entire history of it. It's, it's a wonderful place to get information and really just understand. Uh, what's been happening about it. And then we also have social equity programs that are available to us. Now, I'm just gonna take California because we're on it, um, but this goes across all states. So in California in 2021, they put 15 million aside, right? 15 million. Now, I just told you one company just secured a $150 million line of credit. That doesn't even count their investment in their cap. They just have 150 million in credit. Yes. California put 15 million aside in 2021, 15 million, but, but because you know how government works, you working with lobbying and your, and your lobbying passed before 
all of 15 million doesn't go directly to it, right? Things have to go into different coffers to pay for certain things in the city and for setting up the, the organizations and stuff. So about 10% of that is going to go directly to applicants, right? So that's about 1.5 million. That's 1.5 million up against investments coming from all over. We're talking investments from uh, uh, hedge funds and other places. We're talking one group who has a $150 million line of credit and you got 1.5 million. How, how is any disenfranchised person who was recently locked up, who's working their way up, how are they supposed to compete with something that still, by the way, is federally illegal, which means at any given point, the feds could come in. Now, you know, you, you know, being being with your law background when when you hear us versus how much how much do you figure i'd have to retain would it cost me to retain retain an attorney just to represent me on something that's state legal but not federally legal yeah i mean probably you're probably going to be starting at about twenty thousand retainer right starting starting so you know and somebody who's really been experienced is going to it's probably going to go up to 50 just to get started right you know? so yeah. so th so there we are like what chance do i have if i'm going to rely just on social programs social equity programs if i'm going to get you know i you know only 1.523 million is going to be available in my particular jurisdiction and then you know i have to split this up with other people who've been this how many could possibly get to me and then on top of that how do i have any money to defend myself my store my so again it's yeah you can't do it we'll just take the land back from you and then we'll let you do it now you know what's going up for us sad to say is delivery license mm -hmm. you you mean the thing you was locking us up for you you'd give us a license to deliver it but i can't control I can't control the growing, the connecting, the dispenser, the things that, like you said, the commodity is going to, I can't, right. but you'll let me deliver it. That sounds like you're selling me back my own land again, right? Well, you know, it's it's interesting you say that because I, I looked into, and this is where it's almost kind of a mixed blessing and curse because, uh, you know, when Oklahoma passed its medical uh, law for medical mm -hmm. marijuana, it actually protected and said you had to be from within the state to mm. get medical license approval. Mm. And so we, I actually was in touch with a black family that actually was able to take care of that, take advantage rather of that protection. And mm. then all they had to do was go out and get the actual uh, equity funding that they basically crowdsourced together. Nice. And so nice. they were able to do that, but that's because that was medical. now had Oklahoma done like every most of the other more progressive states and mm -hmm. gone to full recreational they actually would have they actually would not have had that that full protection right uh that would have incubated them in the early stage so it's it's rather interesting as to how it works uh there even despite the federal preemption of uh it being a classified substance there's still a number of credit unions on the west coast that'll still work with you you have to be very quiet and very uh slick about how you go about getting your membership with them and making your deposits but they'll they'll they will bank with you mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. but I, I really think that the solution boils down to in the future is how we pull together uh the funding that we need and and not be afraid to start off with hemp first 
and and build up the farmland, uh, which then creates equity and value and collateral. And then we can start securing those lines because there are a number of families out here that have uh, land, but you just don't hear about them very often. No, uh, no. but they're out, they're out there. Well, this is this goes back to, you know, this is this is our this is our mission here, right? Is we 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 need families to have these same structures because all, all of these hedge funds and, and and companies and structures that I'm, I'm telling is 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 just the network of that same thing. They've just been doing it longer. And of course, they've had the benefit of, you know, of having us down for so long that they were able to take advantage of it. But we have we have the infrastructure. It's just that we're so scattered with it and we don't think about I mean, you you think of all the times that we were we were back and forth and this was illegal. And even though we were getting locked up at a very high rate for it, where, where did a lot of that wealth go? Right. Yeah. I mean, when when other cultures do it in determined times of prohibition, they seem to have taken some of that lucrative side of the money and turned it into businesses and turned mm-hmm. it into some of these very hedge funds that we see today. Yeah. And I'm wondering how come we don't have that same uh, that same setup, right? I mean, we we benefited from from uh, some of this activity. Where's that cash flow at that we could use to now reinsert back onto the legal side of it? Yeah. Um, we need this we need an, an inner structure you know we need families you know concentrating their wealth together understanding about having these here so that families you know with wealth can pool together right and we can say you know what we're going to run this integration from top to bottom that's right that's right and it's got to be the family structure because we can't fully depend on uh while it's good that we have the entertainment sector that's mm-hmm. doing well and te- seems to be uh, transcendent compared mm-hmm. to maybe the rest of the community. Uh, oftentimes their their income and their contracts are based upon mass and broad appeal. Right. And so they don't always have the luxury of being able to be outward about uh, whether, you know, where their loyalty lies in terms of community. But mm-hmm. if we get enough families together, because I mean, think about a particular community that we really started to understand how uh, integral they were towards our economy and our financial structure when you had a Bernie Madoff and you had Lehman Brothers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just those names in and of itself implies a particular group that has done a fantastic job. Um, you know, we know an entertainment brand by MGM, but it's Metro Golden Meyer. Okay. Mm-hmm. They are, and, and now they have broken into the, the casino entertainment industry. So they have, they have, they're now backed by Wall Street on the funding part. And then the revenue part is tied to casinos as well as uh, uh, regular uh, home entertainment. So you're talking about some real, uh, some real integration and how well they have pulled everything together. We actually need to follow that model. And even when it comes to uh, there's, uh, you know, with with marijuana policy and helping each other take advantage of it. Uh, unfortunately, there there are those folks that want to get into business, but they they seem to resent the um, the constraints and collateral and guarantees that they have to make. But that is part of it. You, you're not going to get out of that. No family is going to just lend you money without collateral or a guarantee. They're not. You know, and so that's an unfortunate aspect of a lot of business folks 
in our community is that even when we have the financing options, we don't feel like being obligated, but that's the whole point. That's the whole point. That's the yeah. whole point. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's powerful. So that's, well, that's, that's going to be our mission with this and, and, uh, this podcast and, and some of our sponsors who are, who are coming up is to, is to get our culture to embrace this. And like you said, this is, this is the, uh, they have laid out the blueprint for us and we have to start taking advantage of it. Otherwise they will continuously promise to take care of all the injustice that they've done to us and then quickly snatch it back, That's you right. know, claiming like, Hey, there's only but so many dollars we have for here or, you know, go to this other organization that will then fund you and then follow their rules as they do it. And I was like, well, that's that's not what we need. Right. How about we have it? We have our own lobbyists and we have our own hundred and fifty million dollar fund that's ready at any given moment to go there and we'll fully integrate and we'll take licenses. You know? That's right. And and if these and, and if some of our, our key entertainers start to see us pool together on our own. Mm-hmm. then they feel compelled man i've got to be down with the cause i've got to put my capital into it too right because right now what you see are folks like uh the magic johnson of the world you know he's attached to a venture capital fund kobe right. bryant before he passed uh, unfortunately but he was attached to a larger uh venture capital fund uh jay-z mm-hmm. and nas they've done well with investing in different venture capital funds and and venture capital is some of the most patient money there is it's designed Mm -hmm. to give you equity and let you grow right Right. uh, without having a term of spending the same amount uh, each month like a bank loan so Mm -hmm. yeah you have to give up some control of your company but they're supposed to guide you through um and and so i think that i think that exactly you know what you're saying we pull together enough the, the chips start to fall and eventually the Shaquille O'Neal's and everyone else have to take notice and say, hey, let's put some more into this so that way we can get folks where they need to be. Right. And and then, yeah, so, uh, but but I think that definitely this, this marijuana issue is a perfect highlight of how hard it is for us to scale the wall and we, yet we can still win. That's the right. crazy part. We can still win. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes. My mentor used to say, finance is the great equalizer if you can just get it right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely, I think that uh, it's definitely an issue that we can latch on to. And for folks that even if you're getting into the e-commerce uh game or uh, if you're getting into real estate you all those things still require the same mother's milk of finance to get going so yes yeah we're all going to have to pull together and go to our institutions our lending institutions and uh, and also find uh, venture capital and uh, different crowdfunding sources so uh, we definitely will be uh, featuring some of them in the future and hopefully can get some interviews as well Absolutely. Uh, yeah yeah so um and and be able to move forward there's also uh tribe vest is uh is a great tool to use to organize your tribe and get them to invest with you in the form of a investment club and then that way you could actually buy the land you could probably start with just hemp since it's not regulated you can mm-hmm. focus on the on the the delta eight bud which has got a minimal amount of tac in it you could probably just get started with that. 
if your state doesn't outlaw it then do it absolutely some place to start and build together and and look to network together you know string it together just like these large funds are stringing themselves together yeah and uh don't let them separate us you know they're uh they're backing a lot of people and they're taking advantage of you know the fact that a certain amount of licenses have to go to us and uh basically they're buying us out there was uh I believe it's in Ohio where they uh, they just solved the case where they didn't feel the uh, African-American lady who owned it that she actually owned 51%, seeing as how another person was uh, labeled 51% owner uh, in the company. So um, highly interesting that they will not only take their lion's share, but then also try to infiltrate, you know, again, through the back end through us as well. And um, that doesn't always have to be the avenue for us. Yeah. No, it does not. No, it does not. So um, don't be afraid to start all small, but keep thinking big. And uh, I think in the words of, of my homeboy, we're all we've got. We're all we got. So be on the lookout. We are here for you guys. Um, we're going to bring some wonderful things, a little mix of history, a little mix of uh, business, but uh, always to empower our culture. And uh, like you always say to me, hey, the purse comes first, right? <laughs> That's it. That's it. Oh, look, I tell you what, well, man, look, I'm, I'm going to let you close this out, man. But uh, everybody, welcome to North Star. Welcome to North Star. Um, a lot of the things that we spoke about, we will leave in the link. So when the show is published, there will be a link right to our North Star Facebook page. And you can go ahead and, and take a look at some of these articles and we'll put the show links. I believe that show you spoke about, Square Groupers on Prime. And we'll put all the links to that in there so you guys can continue and do some research on your own. We encourage to do some research. Only so much we can say on a short podcast for about 35 minutes. That's but, right. Uh, we encourage you people to read on and be on the lookout. We will bring you some wonderful, wonderful things to help your finance grow. And we're looking to join up with uh, large groups of families and finally cut out a proper slice for our culture. That's it. That's it. Couldn't have said it better, man. Purse comes first, man. Well, until next time, folks, we're out. We're out. Thank you for listening to North Star.